after five years, he had owned no real estate. All he was doing was transacting and, and creating the, the arbitrage of the fees off of it, but he was just using that to live. And unfortunately, and in time, he got lifestyle creep, which I see happening many, many times over. You are listening to the Passive Wealth Principles Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Harris. When I'm not hosting this podcast, I'm the founder of an award-winning real estate investment firm and actively investing in commercial real estate all over the country. This show allows me to interview, dive deeper, and deconstruct many passive wealth principles, not just from investing, but tactics, strategies, and many fascinating ways in which people have achieved levels of passive wealth. Through my nearly 20-year career as a professional investor, I've built an amazing network of people and come across some super savvy investors. Not only do they have a unique stance on the marketplace, but look at the same problems we all face and many times have come up with a simple but unconventional approach to solving them. This is why I'm so excited for this podcast. It allows me to unpack and have a more in-depth conversations with these special guests. Selfishly, it's a platform where I get to ask the questions that would never come up in a normal conversation, and I get a chance to learn and dissect their best strategies, and you get to be a part of that process as well. So come be a fly on the wall, enjoy the conversations, and these amazing passive wealth principle lessons. Welcome to the Passive Wealth Principles, What I Learned episode. I'm your host, Jake Harris. Actually, I'm not the host. I'm actually the person that talks the whole time because this is about what I learned on the episode of Jordy Clark. And I'm actually going to start this episode off with the one big nugget that I took on my notes. Without vision, the people will perish. Part of a, a Bible verse that Jordy dove into, and I thought that was very, very profound because it is one of the things that is so critical to life and in general all the things that we need uh, are not always about doing the work but also being around others that help can instill vision to give vision for the future and give us hope or aspirations for the future jordy we jumped into his his episode and what he talked about was how his dad was a contractor his mom was a nurse he got this um, understanding of the medical fields and seeing the, these doctors that were driving the nice cars. But during that time, as, as a teenager, he was learning construction. He was in the trades. And I think this is incredibly valuable as a skill set that most people don't necessarily have. It was something that I learned after I got out of the army working in construction was understanding how to build things. It becomes very, very important if you're going to go into the real estate field. One of the, the, the challenges is if you know how to actually do the work, you know, you, you tend to do a lot of the work yourself. This is the passive wealth principle. So we're actually talking about things that how can you start graduating and getting away from doing the actual work yourself. So there's an advantage to that and there's a disadvantage to that. The people that I have found that never knew how to do it themselves, the DIY, they just jumped into the hiring other people, leveraging other people's skill sets. So that is both important to learn or to understand when you're looking at something from that aspect of passive wealth or investing into uh, saving your time. 
While Jordy understood how to build things, wanting to go into a medical career, that didn't really turn out so well when he was getting into college because he was not very well suited for studying medical things in college and was failing most of his courses. He dove in and was able to pull back and go on a mission trip down uh, with his church to Chile and spent a couple years down in Chile learning Spanish, learning and seeing how the family uh, you know, element of the father really became a critical and important role. From that, he was able to spend some time and reflect and then come back to Utah, where he's from, and now start taking his journey of getting into the real estate world. Like many of uh, myself and my friends, Rich Dad, Poor Dad was that uh, aha light bulb moment that triggered so many people into the real estate investing career. Jordy got his real estate license and started diving into, he thought he needed to be a real estate agent to be a real estate investor. He wanted to be a real estate investor, and so that became the path in which he took. As, you know, fast forward, what he realized five years into his career of being a real estate agent, he had built out a team in very much the, the lens of Keller Williams, a franchise, and his top line was great, but he wasn't making very much money. I've actually heard this several times over from a lot of people that when they get started in their real estate investing a career or go down the path of being a real estate agent and building out a team and doing those other things is they had, they win awards and they have great transaction closing, but they're not making very much money. And so they actually rebuild their team or downsize it or do something different. But it, it is about understanding business. Jordy fortunately was able to understand and by taking action, he was able to create some relationships with a home builder because of the fact that he knew and previously built homes, the fact that he had these skill sets, he was able to leverage that into a platform of making a certain amount of money as these homes were selling. That allowed him the ability to start becoming an investor. And actually, after five years, he had owned no real estate. All he was doing was transacting and, and creating the, the arbitrage of the fees off of it, but he was just using that to live. And unfortunately, and in time, he got lifestyle creep, which I see happening many, many times over with a lot of people is when you start making more money, you start spending more money. And it wasn't until that point in which he graduated to understanding budgets and living within a means. When he was able to do that, he was still able to live a, a very nice lifestyle and have a, a nice house and nice cars, but then it gave him the freedom of this is the amount of money and it's really about, and this is the thing that I love, about assigning responsibility for every dollar. Every dollar has a job. It has a job and it's being you know, dedicated and pushed towards something. And this is another thing that I talk about and I think is important for people is when they understand and they go through a budgetary process is now they know that this money has a job. This is our investment money. This is the money that we're going to go buy rental properties or invest into uh, debt funds or we're going to invest in the stock market or do whatever, but it is becomes your investing dollar and it has a task. And then once it has a task, you can actually start tracking it and tracking its performance. That level of now flipping houses, taking this, this 
baseline income that he had from selling the homes and the, the, the commissions of that allowed him to start flipping houses. When he was flipping those houses, the profits of those flips went into buying rental properties. And so you can see he's kind of graduated up from understanding how to make some income, then how to get some basis of that income, living off of that as a budget, then all of the flip, the additional income became his investment dollars. Those investment dollars started building up a passive income. And I say passive because owning real estate is not passive. And so even though it was passive in the form of he owns this real estate and that the income that was generating and coming off of that, it starts spinning into and creating a flywheel. Hey there, fellow wealth builders and life hackers. We have a quick timeout. You know, the path to passive wealth is paved with the right knowledge. And that's why I want to introduce you to something special that I've been working on is called the trade-off. It's a newsletter and it's designed to help you stop trading time for money. I'm all about efficiency, so each article is laser focused and can be read in about four minutes per week. Unless you're a slow reader, then maybe five or six minutes. It's all about crafting the lifestyle you've dreamed of and it's packed with insights I wish I'd known years ago. I dissect the systems and the strategies that help you earn with your mind, not your time. I'd love it if you'd go check it out and give me some feedback. You can find it at PassiveWealth.com. That's all one word, PassiveWealth.com and sign up for the newsletter. Now, back to the episode. And so that was Jordy's experience. And he talked through how he even rekindled and moved back to building out a real estate team because it allowed and freed up more of his time to do more of the things that he's uniquely genius on. And so understanding that money has to work for him, it has to have a job and a task, then he's now looking at things in a different way, in a different light. And a lot of times this is just about a mindset shift. And so I love seeing that. We actually talked into uh, some of the talents. And in the Bible, it says that God gave, the. there's a parable about giving talents to these different people and they one person doubled it and the other person made a little bit of it and the other person just buried it and tried to protect it. We dove into that is that's a good euphemism or, you know, like in the Bible, it's a parable, but a story of understanding is that you are given certain talents, you are given certain skills, and it's not about trying to hide it to protect it, but how do you go showcase that out into the world? How do you, what is your uniqueness, your unique genius, how do you go showcase that, use those purpose out into the service of others. And that is the true understanding of, of what you are put on this earth for, or at least that is Jordy's and, and, and my opinion. I also, there's a great little nugget that you should dive into the episode on, but one of the rich dad uh, advisors and the way that they coach people and they came through a, a, a strategy of between as a real estate investor, a starter from you know year zero to 10, they're all over the place. They don't have any consistency. Then you're, you know, 10 to 30 as they're builders, they're, they're, you know, investing into cash flow and appreciation. And then there's the ender and the ender is the person that is looking for ease and, and tax efficiency. And so they're really legacy assets and also things that are very, very tax efficient. And then when you look at that and categorize those, you can have an, an understanding of where you maybe want to be going. And there's a, a really cool story. I'm not going to spoil it, but understanding of how you could be financially free within 12 weeks 
by what the rich dad advisor and how most people actually don't take that advice. So you're going to actually have to listen to the full episode to get that one. It's probably somewhere in about, you know, three quarters of the way of the episode. Maybe it'll turn out into some short form content because I think it was a fantastic story. But those that are listening to the podcast, you're going to have to dive into the full episode. So if you're interested in hearing more tips, tricks, and details of how to start building your passive wealth machine, how to use some of these skill sets that Jordy talked about, how to start assigning your uh, money to have a job, an accountability and responsibility. I'm sharing this in tips and tricks in my newsletter. And also we've relaunched or revamped a a website called it's passivewealth.com. Clever, isn't it? Passive Wealth Principles. We own PassiveWealth.com. You can go sign up for the newsletter and get Passive Wealth tips, passive investing tricks and ideas at PassiveWealth.com. Sign up for that newsletter there. Enter your email weekly. These are typically quick reads. They come out in about four, they come, it's about four to five minutes. And we're putting more and more content around these ideas of how do you start structuring, leveraging the systems in which you can ultimately leverage getting into $10,000 a month passive income because that is oftentimes what frees most people from the matrix. Again, this is Passive Wealth Principles. Go to PassiveWealth.com, sign up for the newsletter. I'll chat with you guys soon. I hope you enjoyed that episode today on Passive Wealth Principles Podcast. Make sure to subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to this on. If the episode made you think of someone, go ahead and take a screenshot and share this episode with them. You can tag us or find us as a podcast at Catch Knives or me personally at Jake.RealEstate. For those investors that are listening to this and want to be able to take advantage of distressed investing opportunities, a perfect place to start is my best-selling book, which also happens to be called Catching Knives. It's a full breakdown and guide on how I and many of my partners take advantage of opportunities in distressed commercial real estate. Go to www.catchkniveswithans.com and grab the book there as there's a few book bonuses that I know you'll love. Once again, www.catchkniveswithans.com. Take care and I'll see you in the next episode.